Feel your fantasy as Dungeons and Dragons and Drag Queens sweep you away in an ongoing story full of death drops, death saves, and daring do to die for. This is Queens of Adventure. In front of the Golden Palace, drow warriors and glamazon rangers fight side by side to hold back an onslaught of shark monsters, furiously dragging and twisting their way across the sand. With a whoosh, Sir Throberdon, the leather eagle, lands beside a barricade made of lifeless magman husks. Under each of his arms, a small human child. Now then, you stay here where it's safe. I've got to go back for the others. The Aracocra deposits Joe and Chaz behind the barricade and takes off into the night, disappearing in the blinding light of the hell portal that hangs agape over the island. The children huddle together under swirling orange and purple shadows as rain and ember fall down around them. Their position is secure, until a daddy shark of gargantuan proportions charges up the shore, breaking the line and sending the Glamazons and Drow into retreat. Little Joe takes Chaz by the hand and sprints across the beach toward the playground pirate ship. Unbeknownst to the children, a swarm of small sand sharks detects them and tears up the beach in their direction. The sand sharks close the distance, snapping at Chaz's ankles. When, invisibly, Joe's mother Belfry sweeps through the ether to intercept, she gathers a storm of silver fire around herself and with a tremendous burst pierces the plains and sends the sand sharks scattering back toward the sea. Unaware, the children take refuge in the belly of the playground pirate ship as Belfry collapses invisibly beside them, her porcelain mask shattered. Not far from there, Sir Jim Jim wanders the mist, calling out for Sir Throberdon. The half-elf's call is answered, but not by his sir. Meanwhile, deep below Fire Island, in long-forgotten hollows of the world, Tiefling alchemist Butylino Kipple prepares for a journey that will lead past the lair of vicious interplanar phase spiders. I'm going to take just a little sip of the healing water mm-hmm. that I just collected, just in case there's any like adverse effects to hallucinogenic mushrooms. Which... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you take a sip, you feel invigorated. It's like monster energy with none of the jitteriness. <laughs> Perfect. Are the crystal spiders in a group or like, can I get a sense of like how many there are? Or Sure. The grotto is sort of a circular chamber. There's a tunnel blocked by some webs leading off at one end of it. How far am I from this entrance? No more than 100 feet. And there is one phase spider on either side of the tunnel, and they're kind of crisscrossing back and forth across it, dragging web mm. lines with them. And there's just the two, you said? Just two. And they are large. Okay. Very large dog-sized mm. uh, spiders. Okay. So I think I will stealthily like make my way to that entrance and like attempt not to touch the lacy webs. Make another stealth check. Mm-hmm. That's a 12. One of the spiders turns its head in your direction while the other continues its work. And it's putting its legs up against the web, but it's not taking any action Mm, just yet. Okay. I'll just kind of like stealthily creep forward. And then also just scanning to see if there's like anything useful around me while I'm walking too. As you move forward, you do brush Mm. one of the web lines and that one phase spider 
that was alerted is now moving in your direction, mm. but the other hasn't caught on yet. Okay. Looking around, you see that there are gemstones embedded in some of the webs. Do they look very deep in the webs? There are some that are right on the surface, only mm. tangled up in like a strand mm. or two. I think I'll just sort of ready my little smoke bomb. Mm. And then as gently as possible, grab like one of the gems that's close to me and easily accessible. Let's do a sleight of hand check. Mm, okay. Oh, that's a six. <laughs> okay, so uh, you reach for the gemstone and you feel as though your hand passes through the stone, but it is able to grip the web around oh. it. And when you pull your hand back, you're able to snap the gemstone <laughs> out. But when you do, the other spider gotcha. is now looking your, your way. They are both starting to actually rush toward you. Mm, okay, but I have my hand back? Yeah, you have your hand back. Okay, cool, yeah. So I'm just going to wait until they're both throwing distance from me and then just hurl my smoke bomb ahead of them so that they like walk into the wafting smoke. At, at least that's the goal. <laughs> okay, let's make a ranged attack roll. Mm. 18. It lands exactly where you want it to. It bursts with a sparkly explosion, spreading vapor all around. Yes. And what happens as they go through the rose-scented mist? I mean, it's easy to tell when a spider's grumpy. You know, their little brows above all their eyeballs kind of furl a little bit. So they like go from like grumpy crystal spiders and then they just kind of like slow down. You know, it's like when you walk into the kitchen, but then you forget what you went there for. Mm -hmm. They're like rushing at me, but then they start to feel like they forgot why they were coming towards me mm -hmm. and they like start to sway a little bit and then their little spider heads just kind of start to bob like oh hey <laughs> and by the time they get to me they're just a little more chilled out excellent and i can kind of see that they're like going to like hug each other so like hey man <laughs> cool so uh do you want to interact with them at all i would just like to communicate the idea that i am not a threat mm -hmm. and i don't wish them or their realm any harm let's make that a nature role to see mm. if you understand spider behavior mm. much as a spider tripping on mushrooms behavior you know <laughs> i think there's a course on that in uh, alchemy school <laughs> That is a 14. You have a basic understanding of spider body language, what it looks like <laughs> uh, when it's about to attack, what it looks like when it's relaxed. And if you want to do a performance check, you can see if you can convincingly perform that spider body language to communicate what you want to communicate. Yeah, just do like a little like spider dance. Mm -hmm. 17. 17. Describe your spider dance and what you're trying oh to convey. Gosh. I have like my arms out, like kind of mimicking if I had like spider legs coming out of my torso. I do this little dance work to mimic if like I was just lifting like one leg at a time mm -hmm. and then just bobbing my head up and down a little bit like a bird of paradise mating call, but mm -hmm. with spider legs. <laughs> Excellent. The two spiders who are hugging and, and rubbing like the hairs of their legs across each other's uh, carapace, they start mirroring your movements. Yeah, and then I'm not like vocalizing, but I'm just like kind of humming. Just like a soothing melody that goes along with my little dance. And then what I'd like to do is get us kind of moving in like a little bit of a circle so that I can position myself toward the exit. When you're like stuck on a dance floor and you really like want to get to the bar to get a drink, but you got to dance your way like through the crowd <laughs> absolutely i think with that excellent performance check you start to hear coming from inside the spiders and this is a truly unsettling sound they are <laughs> they are mirroring the humming that you were doing but using whatever sort of spider apparatus they have maybe yes. vibrating the hairs uh all over their exoskeleton wow. yeah they start to circle around you until now they are on the side of the tunnel that was facing the entrance you came from and the rest of the tunnel is open open behind you and you can see about 60 feet away before it is just mm. silvery mist. Cool. Yeah. So I'll just like keep bopping mm -hmm. and like making my way. Bye spiders. That was fun. I hope you enjoy your trip. <laughs> Out at sea in the thick of the raging storm, Water Hennessy, Cleric of Cher, Freya Love decides her next move. What do you want to do next? 
Um, I want to cast Bless on the Glamazons on the beach okay. to give them a leg up in what's going on. So you are surrounded by mist and whisked back to the beach, and there you are in a throng of Glamazon rangers fighting alongside the ancient drow warriors as sharknados swirl around them and kaiju-sized daddy sharks are looming over them, jaws open, and how do you cast Bless? Um, I'm going to close my eyes, put my hand on my dark lady mm-hmm. and whisper do you believe in love after love? You feel a great power flowing through you from somewhere beyond, channeling through the plains. The Glamazons don't know what's happening but you see they all sort of perk up a little bit I'm feeling invigorated rangers follow me the tide in this battle is starting to turn where once they were pinned down by this daddy shark and the sharknadoes around them now they're starting to rally they call to charge and they advance down toward the water pushing some of the sharks down with them And so this front of the battle is starting to turn in their favor. And as that happens, you hear behind you, Well done, that was actually very clever. Well, hello there. (laughs) And from the mist, Glamazon Inquirer Rigo Kalis appears, accompanied by half-elf fighter Jim Jim, Sir Jim Jim. Jim Jim, you're here. Rigo, hi guys. Hey, oh, it's good to see a friendly face. Nice to see you too. I didn't know I was that friendly, especially since I was the one who planned to use you as bait when we first met. But thank you. <laughs> well, nice to see a face anyway. A face that can see me. Yes, uh, on that note, uh, Freylove, uh, we do seem to be stranded here in uh, a place between places. Have, have you found any way out of here? Because I do need to get to Glamalala and explain the situation before things get rather bad. Cyber Preppy and the other ghosts have told me that there is a green mist that will help you get out of this realm. However, I may know where the Ice Scepter is. Oh, the Scepter of the Grey Queen. Yes. Oh. Where is it? On Hag Rock. Hag Rock. Oh, And the crabs are going to retrieve it. You're going to need to film the crabs? So London caught crabs. Oh. And was able to speak to them. And the king crab told London. But I found out from overhearing what the king crab was telling Allegary, the dragon turtle. Thank you for the update on that. Now, of course, uh, once you have obtained the scepter, if indeed that is your plan, what what do you wish to do with it? Well, I guess give it to y'all. I have no real plan for it. I don't know what to do with it. I just know that it unlocks something on your end of the island that will help destroy the kraken. Indeed, it will open the tomb of Dame Celia Molestrongle. Within, there are a series of trials where one can put their skills to the test, and should they prove capable of legendary deeds, they may inherit the power of the Great Queens. Is that of interest to you? I am not worthy. Do you oh, not we'll, think so? we'll, we'll find out. But right now, since there are a ton of undead in the sea and there's a kraken also still on its way, I'm assuming, since we didn't get transported to Phlegathos, I want to make sure that the scepter makes it back in one piece. Very well, a prudent plan. Do you seek Hagrock? Do you seek the crabs? Yes. I just don't know what Hagrock looks like. So the only thing I've got is either transporting myself closer to a bunch of crabs or trying to find the scepter based on what it looks like. Hagrock is an outcropping north of the city of Watersport, an enormous rock shaped like a skull with a small hut atop it, surrounded by dead trees that look like grasping hands. Hard to miss. Okay, I will try to envision that. Do be careful with the hag. I'm sorry, there's a hag at Hagrock. It's not just called Hagrock. It's named for the hag who lives there. Oh, I thought it was like an acronym or something. Uh, we love an acronym. We love hog. Uh, what would HAG stand for? I don't know. <laughs> it's not my acronym. Um, let me see. HAG, 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 HAGUS. We can play this game for hours. Um, As you're thinking of acronyms, Jim Jim and Rigo recede into the mists. There Heroin is, and sassy. That's uh, HAS. Goodbye. Oh, damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, far below, Butylene's journey continues. 
Fiddling, you've successfully danced your way past a pair of deadly face spiders. Once you are about 60 feet away from the spiders, they disappear behind a curtain of silvery mist. Yeah, what can, what can I see? From here, what you see is the tunnel opens up into a vast yawning chamber. It seems to go for miles, both down and up, with stone bridges crossing the chasm. There's what looks like hundreds, if not thousands, of similar tunnel entrances, sort of honeycombing all sides of the rock. And it is at that moment that you actually hear a voice. Oh, hey, who's that over there? Is that my old pal, Butylene? It is. And who might I have the pleasure of reintroducing myself to? Oh, I can understand that you don't recognize me. We've only <laughs> met a million times. It's me, Nomi. It's Nomi, your old friend. Oh, my friend. gosh. My crabby friend. Oh, Hi, Nomi. My oh, my gosh. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. No, I'm terrible. What is going on? I've been lost. I've been paddling around. There's something I was looking for. I can't remember what. Then I, I bumped into you. You, where are we? From best I can tell, uh, London uh, was able to transport us all into the ethereal plane, and we all just kind of cut flung into different spots. I had to like dose some spiders just now. Have you met any uh, scary creatures yet? No, but well, just you. That's, <laughs> that's something to look forward to, I guess. I'm sure I'll be able to keep myself out of trouble, though. How's your pain level? How are you feeling right now? Well, you know, it's funny that you ask. Actually, um, I want if I might be able to get something off my chest here. Absolutely. Here's the thing. When we met up and I joined up with uh, Booty and the Ho Fish, uh, what I was hoping was that I might maybe have an opportunity to enter you into that contest to get the scepter and get us all to Fire Island and to learn more about the great queens. And I never meant for things to go like this. I can't help but feel a little, uh, a little responsible for all the disasters that have befallen just about everybody. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't think any of us really uh, expected this, but you've been very helpful. So I'm grateful that you've been around. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I've been helpful. Have I actually, like... Well, right now, uh, it's just kind of nice to see a familiar face. So that little bit of a uh, well, yeah, eventually really... familiar, sure. <laughs> right. In all disclosure, I might still be tripping on mushrooms. Oh, uh, lucky you. <laughs> would you like some mushrooms? Uh, you know, I can't say no to an offer like that. <laughs> I'm just kind of in my little pouch. I'll just, like, pull out my little purple glowy mushroom and be like, here you go. And then here's a little sip of water to wash it down and just... <laughs> <laughs> Just like the all-around, uh, you know, smack and rub of medicine for... <laughs> all right. When in Rome, I guess. Glug, glug, glug. Probably should have asked before I ate this thing. Uh, where'd you get this? Uh, you know, just uh, a cave of spiders. Oh, great. <laughs> just like However, mother used to make. Right. You know, it's my mom's recipe. Okay. Um. <laughs> Ooh, this is fascinating. I'm supposed to be seeing things. Possibly. Wheels within wheels and <laughs> crabs within crabs. Pinch, pinch. Getting this vision here of a, some sort of green mist. Mm. I gotta check this out. I gotta go get this stuff. This green mist is calling to me. Okay, hold on now. Want to just like talk through what you're seeing here for a moment? Pulsing, undulating, swirling. It looks like there's some kind of paradise on the other side. <laughs> oh, it's calling to me. It's, it's exactly where I gotta be. Oh, here I go. <laughs> swim, swim, swim. <laughs> Nomi swims away right, into stick, the fog. I'm gonna stick with him. Okay. <laughs> uh, make an athletics check to see sure. if you're able to keep oh up with Nomi. Oh, right, because he's like part crab right now. Uh, 13. Nomi gets ahead of you and disappears into the fog. Oh, gosh. Toodaloo, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. So I guess I'll just like continue into that direction. Yeah, you continue through that direction. Is it the surface you want to head toward or deeper into the mm. caves? My advice was just to go with it. Am I like pointed in the direction of just going deeper into the caves? If you want to make an insight mm, check. Sure. 14. I think 14 is going to be sufficient for you to sort of get your bearings. You do feel a draw coming from the surface of the island above you, mm. almost like, like a weak magnet pull mm. in that direction. I'll go ahead and um, continue in that direction. You let the gentle sensation guide you upward through the cavern. Meanwhile, high above, Dryder Warlock Arson Nikki has decided to find someone who knows how to move between planes. 
The hag it is. All right. Give me an arcana roll. Ooh. That's going to be a 13. You begin to move away from DJ Cyber Preppy and the dancing ghosts. As you do, the mists sort of collapse behind them, filling in the space. Everything is once again just sort of silvery. And you're almost like traveling without moving. You just feel the wind on your face and little bits of cold dewdrops. You see opening before you another window in the mist overlooking the water. And up ahead is is a small skull-shaped island with a hut right at the top of the dome of the skull. And that cackling that you heard when you first materialized on this plane is very, very loud here. I would like to sneak up to the hut as sneakily as possible and try to find a window or something to peer through. Absolutely. Give me a stealth roll. Uh 23. 23. All right. Like, where, uh, can I just say, where have these rolls been? <laughs> like, did I just like save up all of my roll luck over the last several months? Because this literally has never happened before. So like a true spirit, a true <laughs> ghost, you slip completely invisibly across the waves, up the rock shaped like a skull to the window of the hut. And as you peer in, you see it looks like just an elderly woman in a rocking chair knitting with some sort of yarn-like substance that you can actually trace back to a cat who's lying on its back with its stomach open and the material is spilling out of the cat and she is cackling to herself wildly as she knits a little sweater for said cat. I would probably start crying. Every time I see a cat, I have to cry. That's just like a rule. I am literally, I know I say it all the time, but I'm literally the eHarmony girl who cries about cats on YouTube. Yeah, in this moment, as soon as I see the cat, I'm bawling. You start crying and the cat's ears twitch and its its whiskers flicker and it looks in your direction and starts meowing. And the woman next to it pets it and is like, ah, yeah. Oh, who wants to hug every cat? Do we have a visitor? And that just sends me over the edge. I pop out of my hiding place, screw the high stealth roll. I'm like, me, me, please, 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 please let me pet the cat. Please, please, I really need to pet this cat. Welcome, try to come in, make yourself at home, roommate. I interrupt this and I go right to the cat. <laughs> like, like, no talking, just cat pets. Oh, I see a fan of my puss. What brings <laughs> you all the way out to Hag Rock, dearie? Hag Rock? Rock, you say? Yes, Hag Rock. <laughs> well, Hag Rock sounds like exactly the place I'm looking for uh-huh. uh, because I am specifically looking for hags because I have been told that hags have encountered green mist. Oh, you'd like to do a bit of mist walking. <laughs> mist walking you say mm-hmm. i've not i've heard of the mist but not of walking said mist what is this mist walking you speak of moving between the planes of course we hags do it we do it all the time teach me your ways oh what do you have to offer rotten granny haskellite <laughs> i give her elevator eyes and i'm like makeup tips what my beauty is already flawless what could you do to add to it (laughs) ma'am i think you're doing a great job with your face your face looks gorgeous but we can enhance your natural gorgeous beauty with a little bit of contour and highlight it's what everyone needs to accentuate their flawlessness even more and the more uh we can get you hooked up with some good mac shivering white and a little bit of uh, Anastasia Beverly Hills uh, contour palette. The brighter you will shine and the better you will feel. The cat nods in agreement and make (laughs) a persuasion check. Ooh, she's trying to be persuasive. Mm, That's a 12. (laughs) I will take the makeover. That sounds terrific. However, I would also like you to do a little favor for me. Okay, and that would be... I've been keeping an eye on the island, on the comings and goings, the wheelings and dealings, and I've seen that there is a machine on the island, a machine that thinks it's a person. Ooh, 
and it has a little child. Yes, do you know the machine? This sounds very familiar. Oh, excellent. You've met it. Absolutely. What I'd like you to do is give it a little up. Great for Granny. I've got a little bag here of just 11 herbs and spices that Granny's prepared just (laughs) special. The next time you see the machine, would you be a dear and put the little bag in one of the machine's compartments? hmm? And what will happen if I do that? Oh, it will gain some new abilities that uh, Granny has chosen special for it. And who will benefit from these new abilities? Oh, the machine will benefit greatly. It will become much more powerful. Am I able to do some sort of check to, like, see if this person is, like, fooling me? Yeah, you can do an insight check. That's an 18. You get the sense from this uh, this lady's whole deal that uh, there's something a little more sinister than just uh, giving Chernobyl a nice gift. I'm going to play along. Okay. For now. <laughs> Uh, um, I want to take the cat hostage, but like, I don't know if I want to take the cat hostage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I'm taking the cat hostage. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I grab the cat by the neck without choking it and mm-hmm. raise it up, hold it next to my body. And I say, tell me what's really going on here or the cat goes. Okay. When you do that, the seam in the middle of the cat opens up and all of its contents spill out on the floor. It looks up at you and goes, and granny goes, I love it. I love it. I can see there's no fooling you. Oh, what fun. I intend to revert it back to a killing machine to remove all of its inhibitions and let it just be the creature it was always meant to be. It would be so helpful, don't you think? Interesting. And who would be in control of this machine's dangerous abilities? No one. They would be completely out of control. See, and that's just not acceptable to me. In order for me to take this on, I think uh, we would need to put control in the hands of someone who is very, very trustworthy, a.k.a. yours truly. Oh, interesting. Make another persuasion check. Or are there any other skills you'd prefer to use? This is high stakes enough that I don't feel bad about using intimidation again. I think I want to go for an intimidation. So all I do is stare at the hag blankly and blink multiple times, smile blankly for a very, very, very long time, Mm -hmm. an uncomfortably long time, and in a very intensely hushed tone, say to the hag, here's what you're going to do. You are going to give me control of this machine. It is not going to be chaotic. It is not going to be unpredictable. It is going to be under my control. That is not a request. That is a statement. You will do as I command or else. You can roll intimidation with advantage. That's a 28. Ah, ah, my social anxiety. Ah, The (laughs) eye contact, the eye contact, it burns. It burns us. Very well, (laughs) Dryder. You play a tough game and Granny's hard for it. All right, then. Sure, I'm going to make a few minor adjustments. You can play with my puss while I make a change to the (laughs) herb composition. Wow, I haven't had this much fun in years. (laughs) I love that this has suddenly turned into like Lord of the Rings for like five seconds. We're in full Smeagol mode and I'm so here for it. Rotten Granny Haskellite named by patron Nick Picard. Thank you, Nicholas Picard. Ooh. Heads over to a bench where she's got various jars and herbs on racks and uh, starts making a few adjustments. And the cat, it is like a stuffed animal that has had all of its stuffing taken out except for the head, but it is very affectionate. It's rubbing its cheek Aww, against you. I kind of want to take it on a walk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to ask, Granny? I don't want to ask. I just want to do it. Okay. <laughs> so do you... Do you, what do you do? I look down 
at the kitty cat and I say, kitty, I don't know what your name is, but we're going on a walk. And then I pick it up Mm -hmm. and I cradle it baby style. I don't walk it. I just pick it up Mm -hmm. and I just start walking. Okay. You drift out through the hut. Oh yeah, sorry, drifting. That's okay. You can, I mean, you can walk if you like. There's nothing stopping you from walking, but you can also move through things. You can move up, you can move down. Can the cat move through things too? It can. So hags and hags familiars, which you could probably surmise that this cat is, uh, having spent some time with the two of them, they are able to move through the ether Ooh, as you are. Well then, let's go on an ether drift. You can see actually from where you are drifting out of the hut, the tree where Watersport's archive used to be, the entire village, and you can see this as well, is covered in pulsating slime. And is this on a separate body of land from us? It is. It's across a narrow channel. So I've been in proximity to this place before, at least in another plane. Mm -hmm. My goodness, the way things circle back... You know what? I'm going to go to what's familiar. Let's go to this place that now looks very different and that we are experiencing in a very different circumstance. This blown out archive, if you will. Not far from Hag Rock, Butelino Kipple, guided by an inner compass, continues to move upward through the ether. As you go up, up, up through the mountain, you see gemstones and fossils and like little pools of oil and pools of lava. You emerge through the floor of a building and as your eyes sort of adjust Mm. to the change, you recognize this as the basement of the apothecary shop in Watersport. Oh, wow. In the corner, you see huddled Chernobyl. Oh, wow. And she hasn't noticed you yet. Can I perceive, like, if Mm -hmm. we're even, like, on the same plane? I would say that while everything else around you, you're viewing through fuzzy, muted colors, Mm. she seems to be the same level of reality Mm. that you are. Okay, okay, yeah. So I would just, like, um, hey, gal. When you do that, uh, she looks up in your direction and says, Oh, it is the infernal one. Have you seen Chaz? I have not seen Chaz. I uh, woke up in a dark spider cave myself. I similarly was flung far from our location. I encountered the water priestess and she told me to concentrate on Chaz and follow my heart. But I am so angry with the Belfry woman for shutting me down and putting the children in danger that as much as I want to find Chaz, when I close my eyes, all I see is the Belfry woman and I want to harm her. Yeah, it sounds like there would definitely be a block from listening to your heart if your vision is sort of like clouded with anger. Are you open to mind-altering substance or do you, are you susceptible? You're a, you're a machine, aren't you? <laughs> I wonder, I am made with some organic material. There are vines and various uh, plant and some animal components inside of me, so they could respond to such a thing. Okay. I've got an idea. Are there any like immediate threats in this area, or do you feel like this is a pretty secure location right now? There are many ghosts all around Watersport. They are attached to the ooze that Barb the Devil created. Mm. However, here in this basement, we do Mm. seem to be safe. Okay. Well, I'd love to help you kind of work through some of this. I would appreciate it. All right. So my methods might be a little unorthodox, we'll say. (laughs) Indeed. But if you're willing to trust me, the only thing to do is inhale some vaporized drugs. I am willing to give it a try. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm going to guide uh, Chernobyl to like sort of one corner. It's like guide them into like a comfortable position where they Mm -hmm. can rest. And I will assume a position sort of like across from them, like facing each other. Mm -hmm. And then I am going to open up one of my little uh, smoke grenades and do my little signature move over my shoulder. Chuck it behind us. (laughs) Let it dramatically go off behind your back. Smoke out the basement, so to speak. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, the room starts to fill with the rose-scented vapor. Does the vapor have a color or any like sort of magical shimmers or anything? Ooh, I think it's like a pinky magenta color, but it's also got like kind of some swirls and a lovely rose smell. As that starts to fill the area around you, you see little ventilation ports around Chernobyl's body uh, <laughs> flip open. Uh, you hear sort of some fans spin up. A great deal of the vapor is sort of absorbed into her chassis. Her eyes, which normally light up blue, start to change color. What color do they change? Yeah, like a rosy pink. So you see her eyes become a swirly, shimmery pink, and the servos and gears and motors inside of her start rhythmically playing music (laughs) inside her chassis. This is a new sensation. What should I be experiencing? Mm. All right. So at this point, just be aware of yourself and all your parts and just focus on your respiration. (laughs) I say question mark. uh, And just like let your mind be calm. Just sort of like try to find some stillness for a few moments. The fans, they spin up a little bit faster and then a little slower. There's something almost like a bellows. And then her eyes snap red for a moment, and she's like, But I am so angry at the Mm. Belfry woman. She shut me down Mm. when Chaz was in danger. It's all right. Let's just move through this emotion. I feel like uh, your emotions are justified, so there's no need to guilt yourself for what you're feeling. But it can also be very harmful to hold on to that. Right now, I think it might be more productive to focus on Chaz and your love for Chaz and how great it would be to find Chaz because we're going to find Chaz. You can add together your wisdom and your charisma modifier Mm. and add that to a d20. And you can also roll with advantage. So the first roll is a four. Okay. (laughs) I've got the trip and balls advantage, I think. I'm sure. (laughs) All right, that's a 15. The red fades from her eyes back to a more gentle pink. And she's like, it will be good to find Chaz. Yes. I don't know if I am the right parent for Chaz. I have put Chaz in so much danger. Perhaps Chaz would be better with someone else. Well, life is full of danger, so you can't really take responsibility for all of that. I myself have at times put a whole island of people at danger, and I only barely take responsibility. For- <laughs> Just kind of joking. Uh, but yeah, you can't take responsibility for every single danger. And I can tell, I've observed how Chaz feels about you, uh, and that Chaz loves you very much. And I feel like that's... That's very important as well. And that's a very good place for Chaz to be is with someone that uh, they care about. You can hear the fans are spinning a little faster. The bellows are beating a little bit faster. And she says, Before I awakened as Chernobyl, I was among the machines that destroyed Chaz's village. Yeah, there's some, I'm sure, complex, uh, complex feelings there. How did you find Chaz? I was built to destroy and used by the army of the Fist. There was a village. We destroyed it. And then when I went to find the last of the villagers, there was a child. And when I saw the child, I could not destroy it. I I became something else and instead fled from the village from the other machines. I have tried to keep Chaz safe ever since. Chaz is what caused me to awaken, and I have devoted myself to share so that I can reinvent myself as something better. Well, I mean, you've certainly done that. You know, you've helped us out quite a bit, and you've done a lot to keep Chaz safe. I, you know, definitely believe that change is possible inside of all of us, and it sounds like you need to forgive yourself for the parts of your past that uh, don't serve you anymore. What do you do to forgive yourself? Well, you're doing it right now. Some mushrooms. <laughs> you know, it's definitely about trying to find compassion for yourself. Maybe this is all new for you. So it's okay to have compassion for yourself that you're feeling those things, that you are scared. 
probably for Chaz's behalf, maybe feeling some guilt, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's going to be the most productive way to focus your energy right now. And instead, maybe we could just think of how much you love Chaz and maybe focus on some of the things you've done uh, to protect and the ways you have kept them safe. When you say that, you hear the fans and the bellows start to quiet a bit. Yes, I hear you. I think I need to sit with this for a bit. Is that okay? Absolutely. Is there any way uh, that I can be support or do you just need some time for yourself? I just want you to know how much you have helped me. I think I will be able to find Chaz, but I do not wish to keep you. Hmm. If you continue your journey, I will seek you out as soon as I am able. I love that. Are you open to a hug? Yes. Mm, okay. It's going to be like awkward. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I had Chernobyl's like probably a lot bigger than me right mm-hmm. now. I think. <laughs> and just kind of like on my knees, just giving like a big hug to this like organic machine. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she also very awkwardly um, <laughs> tries to get her, her giant arms around in a way that isn't like crushing or anything right. <laughs> and kind of like does a awkward back pat. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. One last question. Do you have any like battle damage or any, what is your current damage report? Are you in need of any other physical medicines? My chassis integrity is currently at 98%, well within operating parameters. I did lose an arm, but I don't know if there's anything in that bag of yours for that. <laughs> Let me see if I have any Battleforge arms. I'm just like <laughs> kind of rattling around. I know that cinnamon uh, is actually useful as like a as a germination tool for like seeds mm-hmm. in my like little spice pouch. Yeah. If I had any like cinnamon. The spice pouch can be any spice you want. All right. Well, I've got a wacky idea here. I just so happened to have a pouch of cinnamon. Uh, I was doing the cinnamon challenge right before I got here. So let me just make this into a little paste real quick uh, with some of this healing water that I just so happened to found, you know, and just kind of like motion into like a paste in like my hands <laughs> all right you might feel a slight warming sensation and then just like kind of rub it on the like organic bits that i can find like where her like arm stump would be mm-hmm. i don't know if this is gonna work but possibly roll arcana that's an 11 oh a tingling sensation you see just tiny, tiny bit of the vines at her arm socket start to grow, and you get the sense that it's going to continue to grow, but it's going to take time. Oh, wow. I I had no idea if that was going to work. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks like you've got some new growth, some little bud babies. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see a a couple little baby leaves coming out of there. I'm not certain, but it sounds like that's positive. Yeah, you actually do. You see uh, some little leaves and uh, just little tiny flowers around her shoulder socket (laughs) once again i must thank you this feels incredible oh well you look gorgeous gal (laughs) oh stop All right. Well, I'm going to leave you to it in your little sanctuary here. Mm -hmm. Do you have any quick advice on like the immediate area? I would suggest either traveling underground or going up and over the city because there are a lot of angry ghosts who did not like being turned into ooze. I can relate. Yeah. The color doesn't go out of her eyes completely, but it sort of fades almost like when like a computer is going to sleep. Uh-huh. There is a very steady, gentle thrum coming from her machinery. Drider warlock Arson Nikki has taken Rotten Granny Haskellite's pet cat for an ethereal drift across the channel to the ruins of Watersport. So as you drift across the water, the curtain of mist kind of closes behind you, the hut and the skull vanish, and then as you move forward, water's port comes into sharper and sharper focus. You see the lighthouse where you encountered the imps. The base of it is totally covered in pulsating slime and ooze that had erupted from the tanks in Barb's Tavern. Slime and ooze is 
all over the streets, which are covered in ruined buildings that had been blown up in Barb's various experiments. And in the center of town, there's the town square, the chapel you escaped through in ruins, again, completely covered in slime, and this enormous tree, like towering like a skyscraper above everything, its branches reaching out over almost the entire town. And uh, gathered around the trunk is just a throng of moaning ghosts oozing and bubbling up from the slime. Okay, so first of all, if there's slime involved, I have to touch it. I just have to touch it. It's like, it's, you know, it's the, it's 2020, the age of the internet. Everyone's doing slime. We have to touch the slime. So I'm going to go find some slime and touch it. Okay, give me just a raw D20. No modifier. Oh my God. 17. 17. So you reach out and you touch it. And as your hand is about to get close to the slime, everything else so far that you've encountered that seems to be on the material plane, you've just passed through. The closer you get, you feel an energy almost like when you get two magnets of the same pole pushing together, like almost kind of pushing you away. And as you push through it, there's there's a jolt. And in the slime, the face of a ghost, enormous, like across the whole thing, there's like a camera flash and there's a ghost face just moaning in the slime and your hand is pushed away. Well, we're not eating this. That's for sure. That's very scary, but I have a feeling we'll figure out what that is very soon. Maybe by going up to one of the moaning ghosts and asking it, you know, how's your day? How's life? What's up? What's new? Okay, uh, so you drift over with the cat. uh, Still, How's the cat doing during all this? The cat is a shoulder cat. The cat is like slumped over my shoulder and I'm just petting it. But the cat at this point isn't making a scene, isn't making a fuss. This cat and I are best friends already. Have you come up with a nickname for it? This cat is named my favorite cat name that I've ever heard before, which is uh, Boots with the Fur. So you and Boots with a fur drift over to the trunk of the tree where the throng of ghosts is tight and you call out to the closest ghost and you do get its attention. Uh, It stares at you and says, Hi, how's it going? What's up? What's new? Free us. Free us. Um, I'm happy to do that. Um, How and what's in it for me? You can roll Arcana or Religion. Ooh, let's do Arcana. It's definitely higher. First one of the day, it's an eight. So the ghost keeps getting closer and closer to you, and it's actually now reaching out for you. Like, if if you had lapels, I don't think you do, but if you do, as though it was, like, trying to grab them, and is just moaning, Free us! Free us! I'm I'm looking around. Is this ghost like tethered to anything? Can I see some sort of like thing that it's chained to in some way? All of the ghosts seem rooted to the slime as though they're rising up from it, as though it's part of them. I'd like to ask the ghost, how did you get here? What's the last thing you remember? Devils. Well, the only devil that I've met, to my knowledge, is Barb. When you say that name, every ghost in Watersport, and there are hundreds if not thousands of them, snap their attention on you. And they start screaming in a voice I can't even do because it's so inhuman. I would Uh, would literally have to not be a human to scream the way they're screaming. They start screaming the name Barb and swarming toward you and Boots with the Fur. Is it Boots with the Fur? Yes. You can call it Boots for short if you want to, if that's too, too mouthy. I would like to start tap dancing. Okay. Uh, What are you hoping to accomplish with the tap dance? I'm trying to win these ghosts over with my charm and personality and overwhelming talent. Okay. Uh, Performance check for sure. And I would say because you have eight feet to tap or six feet to tap, uh, (laughs) you are going to have advantage. That's a 13. They pause momentarily. They are it seems more confused than delighted, (laughs) but they did not expect this at all. And so their advance is halted, but only for a moment. That is par for the course. In that moment, 
can I like slip into the nearest building? Oh, sure. You can slip right through it. Yeah. You can pass through the wall. Um, I mean, in terms, in terms of like a, like a stealthy way. So as to like, to not be seen as to like where I'm going. Absolutely. Do a stealth check. Oop. This is where it starts. That's a 10 total. You are sneaking away. But you are definitely being seen by the ghosts who hands start to reach up out of the slime and they get a hold of your eight legs and they start pulling you down, down, down into the slime. Now, to be fair, the slime is on the material plane. So you just it's it's a weird sensation. You're passing through the slime and through the ground into sort of the rubble and debris of what's left of the city. And uh, you're, you're feeling a, an intense pressure holding you down there. I just want to confuse them and start laughing. In a intimidating way, a persuasive way, mm. a coquettish way. Almost like a Dracula, like very villainous type of way. Like a <laughs> type of like epic villain. I would say that's an intimidating kind of laugh. Okay. I would say so too. That is 15 total. The hands that are gripping you momentarily are indeed intimidated. Their fingers loosen their grip and you actually hear a muffled sound. It sounds like it's coming from far below. Oh, hey, hey Giggles, uh, hey, maybe a little uh, help down here. It sounds like it's coming from far, far below where you are now. And the hands are pulling me to below? Right now they've they've released. But they were pulling me to below? They were pulling you into the, the slime and into the, sort of the ground. Part of me is almost just like, let them keep going and then let them take me to the middle of whatever all of this is. And I will say the voice is familiar to you. Oh my God. Am I going to have to do a history check to figure <laughs> out what this voice is? Uh, It's your old pal. You hear the distant muffled clicking of a lobster claw and the shuffle of a caftan. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm letting these hands take me wherever they want me to go. Meanwhile, nearer to arson than she knows, Butylene's journey continues. And so you are drifting now in the basement of the apothecary shop. Chernobyl is peacefully humming in the corner and she's given you the advice that uh, if you want to leave Watersport, best to do it by either trying to go above or below the angry ghosts. I think I'm interested in traveling below. I feel like these like caverns feel like comfortable, and I also feel like my little smoke bombs are effective in like the closed space, whereas like above ground, I might not. You start traveling down through the floor, down into the stone beneath Fire Island. You're drifting incorporeally through the rock and you start to feel heat. It's not direct. It's as though you're sort of, you're standing next to a warm oven, but the heat isn't directly on you. It's sort of radiating through something. And it isn't long before you see through the mist, bright, muted orange and the magma of the volcano. You see as you drift across it on a shelf of stone, the laboratory that Barb's imps had set up. Mm. And you see lots of imps furiously breeding magmen, getting them ready for the barricades that were set up outside the Golden Palace. And you see drifting back and forth among them is Barb himself pulling at the the horns where his hair would be and being like, why aren't you listening to me? Why won't you do anything I say? Oh my God, we have got to get back to that altar. We have got to restart the ritual. Come on, chop, chop, pip, squeak. What you doing? You're killing me here. (laughs) Wow, and it's like nobody seems responsive to it. Nobody seems to be paying any attention to Barb at all. I think I'd like to like approach maybe from like behind and just place like a gentle hand on like Barb's shoulder. Mm -hmm. Hey, Barb. (laughs) Make my presence known in like a gentle way. (laughs) Make a sleight of hand check. Okay. (laughs) 16. Barb goes, oh, uh, who goes there? And I'm just going to like slide my hand sort of like sensuously like down his shoulder and just give a little like open-handed smack in the butt and just be like, it's your old pal, Butylene. Ooh. <laughs> oh, well, ooh, how's it going? <laughs> you know, I'm feeling kind of airy right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you too, huh? Seems to be going around these days. <laughs> yeah. So listen, I don't think any of these imps can really hear you right now. That does seem to be the case. Do you know how to get through to them? Because I got to get somebody to go take control of that altar again get the portal open and uh we we gotta make contact with bernadette Ooh, you don't have like an email address or anything i have ways of contacting her but nothing seems to be working it's it's not going through she's not picking up now it, it, days of our lives may be on 
And she does not pick up during days of our lives. But barring that, I, I can't tell why she is not responding. Well, it doesn't seem like we are on the same physical plane as anybody here on this island. Uh, so that probably has a good deal to do with it. All right. Now, this is a problem because uh, we, we opened that portal there. And if any of the host of the Nine Hells happen to come through it, old Barb isn't going to be there to explain the purpose of the portal. Mm. So do you see the dilemma? If you could get to the portal, do you think you would be able to communicate such things to anybody that might come through that portal? Because we still got a Kraken to deal with. I think so. It is a possibility. So I used the power of the Golden Palace, which is one of many arcane nodes on the lines of power that ring these islands to open the portal. It is possible that the standing stones above that hotel could make contact with Phlegathus. Mm. Are there any more of those arcane nodes that are easier to get to? I believe that one is the closest. Mm. There are, uh, I believe, five of them around the Ring of Island. All right. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and get back to the Golden Palace. All right, you lead the way. All right, let's do this. When we last left Firbolg Druid London Bradshaw, she had just left Granny's hut and decided to travel to the ancient dwarven ruins on the far side of Fire Island. Flying through the night sky beneath the gaping hellmouth, guided by her griffin eyes, London soars over the slime-covered wyvern roost, over the cracked dome of the radiant observatory, past a column of light rising from the lonely ranger station atop Cliffhanger Crest, all the way to the eastern tip of the island, a jagged peninsula, and there, London, you see the ruins of an ancient kingdom, and, uh, let's make a history check. <laughs> My d20 die roll is a 19, um, and my history check is 1, so I have a 20 total. You remember your grandmother telling you about the dwarves and describing their cities? You remember that the dwarves were very proud of their mastery over stone and metal. Uh, they'd build their cities in places where they could run these extremely hot forges, and that let them make all these legendary crafts. And now you see below you all this incredible stonework, uh, but it's sinking into fields of mud. But even still, you can see the master craftwork of these buildings, even though they're thousands of years old. I'd like to uh, look around mm -hmm. and see if anybody's there, and eventually, since it's sinking into the mud and I can do things with earth, um, is it possible to bring it back out from the sinking hole? Uh, you can try. I'm just going to investigate for now. Mm -hmm. I would like to see if anybody's here mm -hmm. to talk to the dwarves. Sure. So you float down into the ruins of the ancient kingdom. On the sides of some of the walls are beautiful frescoes, paintings from an ancient era. And you see dwarves making offerings to a volcano. You see them hollowing out passages through the volcano. You see them worshiping what seems to be some sort of a god. It is a giant red woman, it appears to be, with massive horns, kind of like Hela from Thor Ragnarok, and spines all over her body. You see the dwarves groveling before her, and you see her gesturing to a picture of an island and there's an eruption of flame from it. And as you pass through deeper and deeper into the ruins, you see the ghosts of dwarven warriors, it looks like. They're wearing stone armor and you see these ghosts shuffling back and forth through a great hall. Um, hello there. <laughs> hello. Hello. They respond to you in Dwarvish. Is that a language that you understand? No. I only speak with animals. Are there any animals? You're in luck because there is the ghost of a warhound among the warriors. Hello, Mr. Houndy. Uh, my name is London Bradshaw. It's my second day, but my first day in the Ethereal Plane. I'm new here. Can you help me? Oh, hello, hello, hello. What kind of help do you need? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, not this. <laughs> oh, I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. Tell me I'm a good boy. Can you talk to your dwarves and um, ask them, or can they see? Um, do you know what they're saying? Uh, I can I can try. Oh, yes, I am a good boy. Yes. One of the dwarf ghosts kind of looks at it and then pats its head and goes back to shuffling back and forth through the hall. I did it. They did it. They did it. Um, well, thank you anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Am I a good boy? You are a good boy. I I'm have to go. Boy. Not this. Um, <laughs> I have to go. Oh, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Nobody plays with me anymore. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play. I'll take like a piece of rubble and tell him to go fetch. Oh, I want to fetch. I want to fetch. All right. Go fetch. Your hand actually passes through the rubble as you try to pick it up, but the warhound doesn't seem to notice. He just bounds off down the hall, barking and panting, and as it runs past all the dwarven warriors, the ghosts turn in its direction, and now they have noticed you. Shit. Um, and uh, they're drifting toward you. Um, hello. I'm Lennon Bradshaw. It's my second day in life and my first day here. They shout at you, and even though you can't understand their language, roll insight to see if you get sort of a vibe. I did, I rolled a one. Oh, okay. And my insight is a three, so I'm fucked. Um, I rolled a four total. So you do not pick up on the vibe as these dwarven ghosts start to surround you. Bad vibes, bad vibes, bad vibes. They're bad shouting vibes. in dwarven, but you don't know if it's hail friend or if it's halt who goes there. I'm going to say hello there. I don't know if you understand me, but my name's London and I'm on the ethereal plane. There's no indication that they understand you. They are starting to draw their ghostly weapons. I'm just going to leave. So they are currently all around you in all directions, except above or below. Must go up. Okay. You take off up out of the ruins through uh, the ceiling and you see the kingdom sinking into the mud below you and you are now clear of them. Far to the west, beneath the surface of the island, Butylino Kipple and Barb the Devil make their way through the volcanic caverns toward the Golden Palace. And uh, as we're traveling to make a little small talk, just so it isn't awkward, uh, you know, when I open the portal to Phlegathus, I know you have a little bit of infernal quality to you. On my dad's side, yeah. Were you hoping maybe to, to see it? Yeah, you know, it's always been this big mystery for me. I don't really know a lot about my infernal heritage. And, you know, throughout most of my life, it's been something that has kind of been like weaponized against me and where people are assume things about me because of my appearance. I've just always had this great sense that there was like a great truth being held for me and I just can't quite put my finger on it. But yeah, there was something exciting about like possibly seeing that realm. Well, let me tell you this. Barb is not one to traffic in big truths, but I got a little bit of a truth <laughs> for you here. What do you think a devil is? What do you think an infernal is when people use that term? Well, usually it's a curse word in my experience. No. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had much access to infernals, but I get the sense that it's another race of beings on in a different plane that the folks of this plane really don't know a whole lot about. And right you are. All a devil is, is a creature that would not be ruled by the old gods. The old gods branded them devils, and that's all there is to it. We are creatures creatures like any other. They said the Nine Hells would be a prison for us. Nah. <laughs> it's our home, and I hope to show it to you one day. I hope that too. What kind of future do you see yourself in, Barb Industries? Once I cash in your soul and let, you know, according to the rules of the contract, I will do <laughs> nothing to hasten that day. However, the day <laughs> will come, and when it comes, where do you see yourself in Phlegathus? I don't know, maybe a little uh, Airbnb, um, you know, maybe a little bed breakfast situation on a flaming river of lava or something. <laughs> I don't know, what's life like in Phlegathus? It is what you make of it, I'll tell you that. There is danger for sure, but there is unlimited opportunity. If you can imagine it, and if you can take the power from the devils above you, you can do whatever you want. So, I have removed Carol. At some point, uh, I'm going to have to do the same to Bernadette, and after that, the sky's the limit. Mm, and what is it about Bernadette's reign that you are opposed to? Bernadette doesn't do anything. Bernadette <laughs> just assigns out tasks, ex expects them to be done. She sits at home, barely answers the phone, apparently. And Barb's sick of it. Barb's doing the work down here. Her other minions across the multiverse doing the work for her. Why, why should she benefit? And so how would you change that? What, how would you do differently? If Barb was in charge, there would be no hierarchy of archdevils. 
Everyone would be free to make their own way, however they see fit, and I would make it. Simply, the skills of each devil is what determines what they do in the Nine Hells. I would also abolish soul coins altogether. Oh, that sounds delightful. So I'm guessing I couldn't uh, trade in these soul coins for mine uh, as part of our agreement. I mean, obviously there's a there's a transition period <laughs> where we're going to have to figure out what to do with all those soul coins. But uh, if you help Barb's dreams come true, I'm sure we can find an arrangement that is quite favorable to you. Do you know of any instance where like a soul was freed from the coin? Oh, yes, 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 yes. It can be done. It can be done. And is that your interest? Like after you abolish the soul coins, is that your interest in freeing these souls? That's a fine question. <laughs> what, what would you do? I would definitely be interested in freeing these souls. I don't ever get the sense that they were consensually turned into coins. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, they do give one a great deal of power. You would give up that power? Yes. Oh my. <laughs> this is definitely something for Barb to take under consideration, but it seems that we have arrived at our destination. <gasps> oh. London. At the far eastern edge of Fire Island, you're hovering over the ruins of an ancient dwarven palace that's partially sunken into thick, bubbling mud. Let's try to save their palace. Um, I would like to use Erupting Earth. Somehow, I know that I'm in the ethereal plane, but mm -hmm. I would like to see if I could bring their um, palace upward instead of downward. But I'm not quite familiar with that power yet. I've done it before, but I'm honestly out of control with my powers right now. So if it goes downward, then I'm obviously probably screwed. Okay, Um. let's start by having you make another insight check to see if you have some insight into how you think this is going to go. My dice roll was a 12, and my insight is a plus one, so I rolled a 13 total. Okay, I think that's enough for you to understand, based on the context of everything that's happened since you've ended up on this plane, that your magic is probably not going to affect the material plane normally, but you could give it a try uh, channeling your magic through your hand and see what happens. So when I'm channeling my magic through my hand, mm -hmm. it's going to go through Justin's mouth. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to see this little like raccoon light up in the eyes and the mouth. And then this like beam of light is going to come out of his mouth, which I think is really funny in my eyes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to try to shoot my hand downward and shoot my power um, out of Justin's mouth um, and then try to make some kind of grip on the ground round and then pull upward mm -hmm. um um with justin we're gonna roll a d20 okay. and no modifier just a straight d20 and if it is above an 11 what you want to happen will happen and if it's below an 11 something else will happen okay so i'm gonna roll my die mm -hmm. and it's a two so obviously I don't get what I want. <laughs> okay, so you are floating up above the sunken kingdom oh and God. you let the power build up in your hand. You feel it channeling through your body. The eyes of the raccoon light up. The mouth lights up. Three beams shoot from its face, merge into one. They plunge down into the ground. You see on the material plane the mud rippling outward as your energy fills it. The last of the energy leaves you. You see all that power sink down under the ground. And then there are flashes throughout the mud, bright charges of energy lighting up brown and orange and red under the ground. There is an enormous explosion as the tip of the island separates and with enormous spouts of lava and magma, it begins to drift away to the north, the whole tip of the island, the sides of it crumbling and lava spewing everywhere as a chain of volcanic eruptions start to go around the eastern rim of Fire Island. Oh no. And you hear, <laughs> I fucked up. Oh, 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 what's happening? What's happening? Oh, oh. not Mr. Houndy. No. I'm going to quietly um, <laughs> exit the area uh -huh. um, and go back to Granny's hut and uh, try to figure out what to do because I need to figure out this hand power because obviously I just destroyed half the island um, and we lost some ancient ruins which are very important in history. Fuck. Fuck. 
my darlings, my hamburgers, it's your dungeon problem, James, here to thank you for listening to episode two of Missed Connections. Well, here it is. Let us know what you think on Twitter and on Discord. Coming up on the 20th of September, 2020, why not come by twitch.tv slash prettypixel? We'll have another stream for you there, and I hope you love it. We'd love to thank the cast, Arson Nikki, Freya Love, Butylino Kipple, and London Bradshaw. We want to thank Chad Sell for album art and Cody Shipman for our lovely logo. And we want to thank Major Scales and Sam Antonioli for original music. Thank you to Matthew for making Queens of Adventure. Alongside me, thank you so much to our patrons who make the show possible. And uh, we'll see you later. Sissy that roll. Okay, so first of all, if there's slime involved, I have to touch it.